This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com. Welcome to All the Social Ladies with CEO of Likeable Media, Carrie Kerpin. Now, Carrie Kerpin. So I love New Orleans, but not anywhere near as much as this woman does. Catherine LeBlanc, born and raised in New Orleans, is the director of brand marketing for Smoothie King, where she leads the digital efforts for over 800 locations. She spent her life giving to New Orleans-based companies, and she's also an entrepreneur who owns Bevy Seafood Company, which is focused on bringing the traditions of the Gulf Coast seafood to life in South Louisiana. She does that with her husband. I talked to her all about that. I talked to her all about Smoothie King and all about her life and love of New Orleans. Take a listen. Welcome, Catherine, to the show. Thank you, Carrie. I am so excited to have you actually kicking off season three of All the Social Ladies. Congratulations. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, we're really, really excited about it. I'm, I'm thrilled to have you on because I am a huge, huge fan of your current employer, Smoothie King, as I am basically a smoothie queen myself in terms of my love oh, the smoothies. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I would love to hear, before we talk about Smoothie King, tell me a little bit about you and the story of your career. I'd love to know how you got to where you are today. Sure. So um, I started my career in hospitality, actually. Um, I'm a native of New Orleans, and when I graduated from college, hospitality was a really uh, great industry for me to get started in uh, if I wanted to stay in New Orleans. So um, I started in uh, at the W Hotels in their marketing um, role, and I was able to um, not only service the New Orleans area, um, Katrina, which was really special for me. Wow. I was also able to move uh, with the company to Chicago, which was a very exciting opportunity. Um, and so then I came back to New Orleans um, and uh, kind of got uh, my hands dirty in some nonprofit work and some agency work. And I landed here at Smoothie King as uh, their director of brand marketing. And so Early in my career working with the W, I really found a passion for brand marketing. Uh, w was um, you know, a, a pioneer in that brand marketing world. So um, I, I uh, had a great experience there and was really looking for that brand experience again um, in my next kind of role, and I was able to find that here at Smoothie King. Wow. So tell me a little bit about when you were at the W and marketing post Katrina. Tell me about that experience. I know you mentioned it was very special for you. I would imagine um, it's unbelievable experience like you'd never get anywhere else. Talk to me a little bit about that. Right. So I relaunched. We had two properties in New Orleans at the time, and um, we were able to do some really uh, big things that you wouldn't normally probably do. So we sponsored um, a local festival called the Jazz Festival. It's one of the biggest music festivals yeah. um, in the country. Uh, we had a really unique um, branded experience at the festival, which was really fun because the Jazz Fest is 
is muddy um, kind of outside area. And so when you're trying to bring kind of a, a, a high-end uh, living room space to the festival, it was fun to work with the production crews to, to really pull that off. Um, we were also able uh, to really um, revitalize the New Orleans economy just by being open and by, by advertising the fact that we were open. So mm. it was really rewarding to to work on that and to work with uh, the brand on bringing that to life. That's incredible. And so in making the transition over to Smoothie Kings, must have been a different sort of experience going from hospitality uh, to more of like a QSR, if you're looking at that. Tell me about that change and that jump and what went into it. You know, I was working uh, previous to Smoothie King. I had uh, experience with a nonprofit, and that was okay. uh, an interesting experience. Um, it was a short window, but it really uh, gave you a sense when you work for nonprofits, it gave you a sense of mission, and it gave you a sense of what am I doing this for? Um, and so that was something that, you know, as I moved on from the nonprofit world, was always something to kind of grasp onto. And with Smoothie King, uh, being a New Orleans-based company, it, it grew here. Um, that touched me, uh, being a New Orleans native myself, but also their mission of inspiring healthy and active lifestyles was something that you could really get behind. Um, it was something that, it is something that, uh, you know, all of our team members really take to heart and try and live every day, um, and our owner really instills that in us. And so that's a, a really exciting part of working for this brand. I love it. And so tell me, how many locations does Smoothie King have? Tell me a little bit about the company before we get into their social strategy. Sure. So Smoothie King has over 800 locations now, and we're in um, three different countries or four different countries as of last week. Um, we have locations in over 33 states, and um, while we are sometimes known as a regional brand, we've really made an international jump. Um, we were recently bought by our largest franchisor, our franchisee, Juan Kim, in 2012. And he brought to the brand um, headquarters uh, a sense of brand and a sense of marketing, um, but also a sense of purpose and making sure that we are developing our products with that purpose in mind. Um, so we've really grown leaps and bounds in the last uh, four years since we owned the company. Um, and it's been a really exciting time to be part of the brand uh, in, a, in such a, an influential way. Catherine, tell me a little bit. I know you have franchisees. So when you have uh, so many locations with different franchisees, how do you handle it? Is it all done out of corporate or do the franchisees have their own presences? Tell me a little bit about that. So we manage it differently based on the channel. Um, on Facebook and Google, they have the most sophisticated system in that they do offer that parent-child relationship. And so in that structure, we set up our franchisee uh, locations when um, they're ready to open with a brick-and-mortar location. Um, so we automatically set that up, and we have an opportunity for the franchisees to um, receive auto content from our national page. And it's not all of our content, um, but it is, the, it is something that will keep the local pages um, at least fresh uh, so that when our franchisees are engaging on those local pages, they can be hyper-local and they don't have to just repeat what we're doing on our national page. Um, and so that, that's how we structured our Facebook and Google presences because we can structure them that way. Um, when it comes to Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest and some of the other um, uh, more mainstream channels, 
Um, we encourage franchisees, if they're active already on social media, to have a social media presence there. Um, I think you know we're all well aware that uh, social is dri being driven locally now, and so yeah. when you have that local presence, um, it does go above and beyond. However, we do caution our franchisees because they are business people first. If you don't already have a passion for social media, it can be overwhelming and it can take up an, a lot of valuable time that you might might be better spent on the ground. So it sounds like it's kind of a mix, like if they're into it and it's something that is natural to them, then they can really ramp it up. And if not, you want them to really be able to be business people first, you give them the content um, and then they can kind of either let it be sort of okay as, you know, stuff given from corporate down or they really have the opportunity to customize if they want. Right. And you know, awesome. we encourage our franchisees through multiple training activities. All of our, our marketing managers that work directly with our franchisees um, are familiar with our social media uh, best practices and the content that's available. So we try and give uh, the franchisees the most assets available if they want to be successful on social media. And tell me a little bit about corporate's approach. I would imagine with kind of health and wellness as a lifestyle being such a big thing across social media channels, it's a great opportunity for Smoothie King. Talk to me a little bit about that. It's really interesting. Um, we, as a brand, uh, are a lifestyle brand. You know, we're, we're promoting health and wellness um, not only in our stores, but in our guest activities. Um, our, our strategy is smoothies with a purpose. And so every smoothie is blended with a specific purpose in mind. And we really try and help our guests down to the team member interaction in achieving that purpose. And that plays out um, interestingly on social media because when people want to interact with our brand, they do interact with our lifestyle and with our, um, our kind of non-product focused activities on that social channel. But they really want to see um, our food shots and yep. our, our smoothie shots. And so yep. um, it's an interesting balance in providing the content that guests want to interact with, but also providing the content that's going to build a better brand relationship with the guests. It's such an interesting challenge and I've seen this so many times because brands want to really expand into more of what the lifestyle is about and lots of times they just want to see the smoothies or the, you know, whatever it is. It's so, it, I've seen that time and time again that it's so interesting that, um, you know, it's almost like we we think as marketers like, oh, well, social media is all about the experience and the lifestyle, et cetera. And a lot of times they actually just want to see what it is that you're offering because what you're offering is so great. And I think with smoothies in general, that that's, that's definitely key. Yeah. And it's been an interesting journey for us to kind of discover that. And we're still trying to play around with um, different ways to uh, have our guests engage in, in that more lifestyle content. Um, but, you know, we are a food brand and so people yep. want to interact with food. Yep, you bet. Tell me about which channels work best for Smoothie King today and what you'd love to get into, what you see changing in like the next six months to a year. Well, Smoothie King um, mirrors a lot of, of the same demographics as the social channels. And so Instagram has been, been our biggest growth channel. Um, I think just like Instagram has been the biggest growth social media presence. Um, you know, Facebook has become a tried and true uh, uh, presence for us that, you know, every brand has to have. Um, and, you know, Twitter's been interesting for me because uh, it's not as active as I would think it would be, especially with the younger audience that, some, that Smoothie King can sometimes attract. Um, we have to try a little bit harder on Twitter, and oftentimes we find that we have the most success when we're talking about things that the Twitter audience is most engaged with, of course. 
um, things like our Smoothie King Center um, partnership with the Pelicans. Uh, mm. Whenever we're talking about the Pelicans, we can get bigger responses on Twitter. Um, or when we're, you know, doing some live events. Um, we just recently did a Twitter chat with Brooke Sweat, who recently came back um, from competing for a medal over the summer. So we have to be really selective on our Twitter um, content, uh, which has yep. been interesting to me. Um, I think for the future, you know, you'll definitely see more video from us. I think, you know, for a couple of years now, video has been uh, on the top of everybody's mind. Um, and we're also looking at ways to um, really engage with the guest outside of just the store. So figuring out um, how to bring that guest purpose to life um, through the different interactions they have with Smoothie King. And so you'll see us try and build that, that channel, all of the channels, more through that guest experience. And Catherine, tell me a little bit about how you measure the success of your efforts on social. When you look at performance, are you looking at reach? Are you looking at engagement? Are you looking at or able at all to tie it back to foot traffic? How, how are you measuring your success? We're not able to tie it back to foot traffic just yet. Yeah. Um, we are, uh, I think analytics is another kind of hot topic in the marketing world. And um, it's been a hot topic for a while, but it's, it's because people are having such a hard time kind of cracking that nut. Um, I think that, you know, we always look at engagement. We always look at uh, how is the guest interacting with us and is it the interaction that we want? You know, are they clicking through to download the coupon? Are they clicking through to our website? Are they liking the, the post? Um, and so we look at engagement. We look at um, our, you know, our action, actionable items and, and what can be done around them. Um, and, you know, I think Facebook gives you the most uh, – wide range of, of actionable items. So you can put a coupon on there, you can click to a website, you can click to a Facebook page. Um, so we're always looking at kind of those different metrics uh, depending on what the campaign is. And tell me if you were looking at your overall social strategy and everything that you're doing in social, what would you say is your biggest challenge and your biggest opportunity or success? Well, we touched on the biggest challenge earlier where, you know, as a lifestyle brand, we really want to interact with the lifestyles of our guests, yep. but our guests respond the most to our product and our product <laughs> photos. They want so the smoothies. They want to see the food. So that's yeah. one of our biggest challenges is trying to weave in our lifestyle message um, into that product, uh, that product piece. Um, and I think our biggest opportunity um, is something I mentioned earlier as far as uh, making sure that we're interacting with the guests where they want to be interacted with, um, having a real understanding of how our guests are using social media and, and the content that we're providing to them. So we're seeing some key differences on the way that our guests are interacting with our content on Instagram versus Facebook. And mm. I think that's pretty well known that um, you need to be able to kind of modify your content for each channel. But really diving into, okay, well, how are these guests using these channels and where is where is that switch to purchase, you know, how, when are we going to get them into that, that, uh, purchase cycle? I have to ask you about this. Cause I, you know, I think this is the world's coolest thing. You and your husband own a seafood restaurant with two locations in new Orleans, right? Bevy seafood. We do. Yes. Bevy seafood company. We opened it, um, almost three years ago. So talk to me about being an entrepreneur and working with your husband while having also a full-time job must be pretty incredible and that intense, I would imagine. We, yes, it is. We are quite busy. Um, and it's great. Uh, 
you know, see, watching um, the businesses grow with Bevy Seafood Company have really made me, I think, a better employee when it comes to Smoothie King and working with franchise owners and our franchise partners because I know firsthand the experience of being a small business owner. You know, I'm not, um, you know, a, a faceless name in the right. corporate office. I can really relate to some of the struggles that they have, and I can kind of espouse the benefits of being part of a franchise system because certainly that is not something my husband and I are with a seafood restaurant. Um, and so it's been, you know, it's been quite a journey, and it's been something that, um, you know, has been a dream of his uh, for a number of years. And so I'm happy to support him in that and, and really be a partner in the growth of that, that restaurant, those restaurants. That is incredible. And tell me about your own personal social media usage. I know obviously you work on it for work and I'm sure you do some for Bevy as well. Um, are you, do you, do you use it personally a lot and do you feel that to be successful in social that you need to? I do think that to be successful in social, you need to use it um, on a fairly regular basis. You have to, you have to be up to date on all of the changes that are coming through and without using it on a regular basis, you really can't be up to date. I'd say my usage is on in spurts. Um, I will, you know, go on a trip and have a spurt of Snapchat activity, yeah. or um, you know, be part of a live event and and jump on Twitter. Um, and so I, I would say that you know each channel is is different for me, um, and it's often in spurts of activity uh, as opposed to something that I really carve out time to do for on a personal basis. Awesome. So I think spurts actually work though, because it helps get you kind of re-inspired about specific areas and, and kind of get you, for me, I find when I use it personally, it helps give me ideas for my business all the time. It's like only when I'm using it, can I really like jump in and say, Ooh, this will be really good. This new feature or this new update, things along those lines. Right. And you have a different mindset when you're using it personally than when you're trying to make some business decisions. So absolutely you, you have a little bit of a freer mind to be open to those um, different idea of brainstorm. Absolutely. So, Catherine, if people are listening to this and want to connect with you, where is the best place to do so? I'm on uh, LinkedIn, of course, uh, Catherine. And then I'm also on um, Twitter at Jazzy Kathy. Ooh, love Jazzy Kathy and love your love of New Orleans. It's, it's really inspiring and beautiful. Keep doing what you're doing and rock on. Thanks, Carrie. You've been listening to All the Social Ladies with Carrie Kerfin, CEO of Likeable Media. You can follow Carrie on Twitter, at Carrie Kirpin. To get current social media insights and great tips, sign up for Carrie's weekly newsletter by emailing newsletter at likeable.com. This podcast is brought to you by Likeable Media. Likeable Media produces and distributes content across the social web for mid to large size brands. Visit them at likeable.com.